We've got a big weekend of hockey ahead, but first, how is the NHL schedule going to affect the playoff race? We've also got our women's hockey spotlight, all that and more coming up on today's Locked On NHL podcast. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Locked On NHL Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everybody who makes Locked On NHL your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. I'm Gil Martin from Locked On Islanders, my Friday co-host, Rachel Donner from Locked On Flyers. Happy Friday, Rachel. Happy Friday, indeed. Uh, both of our teams got wins last night, so this should be a, a good good mood show today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And let, let's, you know, there was a big game last night, so let's start with that. The two top teams in each conference going head-to-head, and yet the result was rather one-sided. It was, of course, the Boston Bruins uh, shut out the Vancouver Canucks four to nothing. And like that first period uh, for Boston, getting two shorthanded goals in the period, um, just a really difficult start for the Canucks. And uh, they just like never really got it back together at that point. Yeah, and I mean, what what was it like? Thirty seconds into the game, it's one nothing yeah. on a shorty, which was I think yeah. the third quickest shorthanded goal to start a game in NHL history. So you know, you're talking about a pretty stunning way to start a hockey game, especially on the road, and it just kind of went downhill from there for the Canucks. Yeah, and you know, I it is a tough loss because it was a a, a real big test for them and of course you know th- there is historical bad blood between these two teams going back to that Stanley Cup final um and i think you know people have not forgotten that and uh it's a it, it's a rough one um the the Canucks their penalty kill is mid league and so it's not like the expectations for the Canucks penalty kill are extremely high, but you know, to still to give up two in one game is devastating. Yeah, def- definitely not a formula for winning hockey games, although they are seven, one and two still in their last 10 games. We don't have to speak about the Edmonton Oilers winning streak anymore. That ended by the Vegas Golden <laughs> Knights at 16, which I have to say is extremely impressive. But a lot of teams on losing streaks right now. Got to start with the Winnipeg Jets, losers of five in a row. Yeah, of course, their most recent loss was to the aforementioned Philadelphia Flyers last night. And yeah, I think that... Winnipeg actually played pretty well last night in two of the three periods. The problem is, you know, the Flyers scored three goals in that 20 minutes. And um, it was very difficult for them to come back from that, especially with Samerson playing pretty well in net for the Flyers. So 
um, I think that there are like good moments and good stretches of hockey from this Jets team. They're just not able to put together a 60 minute win right now. Yeah, getting a little tough and and they've played so well all year. This is, I guess, their their bump in the road. Another team that's dealing with a long losing streak and at a very bad time, the Washington Capitals, they've lost six in a row. Yeah, and they are kind of the one team in the Metro that isn't, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, so to speak. Uh, and it's um, it's going to get rougher and rougher for them as we get, you know, closer to the trade deadline, closer to, you know, making determinations as to who's making the playoffs. And um, I, I think it's really, you know, the one team in the Metro that I would be concerned about right now. Yeah, I, I think so too. Now, the only other team with a losing streak, Chicago, five in a row, but, you know, based Should on their expected. injuries, yeah, based on their injuries and where they're at, that's not uh, terribly shocking. But, you know, you look at the standings right now and, Games in hand are going to play a big role between now and the trade deadline as to what teams are going to do. Yeah. And, you know, you look at the Oilers that, we, you know, we talked about on that huge winning streak that just ended, but they have played the least number of games in the NHL before tonight. And so they have so much runway to work with to continue, you know, moving up in the standings and, could put them in a really good position leading up to the trade deadline. They'll know exactly what they need to do. And if they feel like they need to make a move and, you know, there's a lot of buzz around them potentially making a, a trade or two uh, up to the trade deadline. And I, you know, I think that they can, they have a lot of space to decide whether they can make their own way or have to make those moves. Yeah. And then in the Eastern conference, Pittsburgh, 47 games played, uh, that being the lowest number in a very tight metropolitan division uh, race. So, you know, how does that affect what the Penguins might do with the trade deadline? Yeah, I think that is, you know, a, a huge deal for them. And I don't know if, you know, if or what they might do, but I think they have a little bit of space to work with to figure it out now because of those games in hand that they have. And, you know, when you look at um, where they are in these wild card standings right now, you know, they are five points out of a wild card spot. But they have three games in hand on the Red Wings. They have five games in hand on the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are in those two positions right now. And um, they've won two games in a row. They are only four, three, and three in their last 10. But again, with that team, they know how to kick it into gear as we enter the home stretch. And I think that'll be a big deal. They do. They do know how to keep That's a veteran team. It'll be very interesting to see what moves they make. And then, you know, tied with them in points, but two, two more games played, the New Jersey Devils. Talk about a, a strange breakdown. I mean, there is a team that is just starved for goaltending right now. Yeah, I mean, that's it. If you look at everything else uh, statistically for them, you know, they're in the top 10 in the league in goals four per game. They have an excellent shooting percentage. You know, they, 
they have all the pieces on the offensive side of things and, you know, their, their goaltending and I think support of the goaltending defensively a little bit is what is keeping them from being in, you know, the contending portion of the division. And I think, you know, this outdoor game for them coming up is a big deal because it's being held in New Jersey, kind of, you know, in their home territory. It's being billed as a New Jersey event. The Devils were supposed to be like one of the top teams in the division this year, and they're not. And I, I just feel like they're in this mode where, um, especially with Jack Hughes now back, uh, this is like a win at all costs time, and they have the space to do that. They have the space. Will they get the goaltending? And then that is the sort of the the sixty four thousand dollar question right yeah. now for the New Jersey Devils, uh, it, especially it at like the almost, trade deadline, right? Yeah, yeah, coming up real fast. So a lot of interesting little storylines in the standings alone right now in the NHL, and the trade deadline is about a month away. So we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. We have got a lot more to get to on today's show. We will have our women's hockey spotlight, so we'll bring in Erica L. Ayala to talk about that. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up on today's Locked On NHL podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. They've got superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. They've got over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into that MVP and bring home a win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Now it's time for our bi-weekly women's hockey spotlight. That means we bring in the great Erica L. Ayala to join us and talk a little women's hockey. And uh, Erica, a lot of action at All-Star Weekend. Let's start with that. Yeah, for sure. It was an amazing all-star weekend. There were a lot of things that were super exciting. Of course, I was able to be there as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, specifically following the PWHL. And so we had the three-on-three showcase. Savannah Harmon got a hat trick, which was hilarious. Uh, you know, there there were, I believe it was Kelly Panic who uh, coordinated the throwing of the gloves from the, the <laughs> players uh, as part of the hat trick ceremony and tradition. Um, so that was obviously really exciting. It's the first time that the women's three on three showcase was under the name of, of an actual league and not just team USA team Canada. So that was super special, but there are also a lot of other activations that I honestly think the NHL could have done a better job promoting, including they had their first ever pride cup. And of course we know that the NHL no longer wearing the um, kind of hockey is for everyone. Warm up jerseys teams have found other ways to promote those initiatives off of the ice, but this was huge. And 
I think it was ex- especially exciting for those of us who were able to be there for, it was a deck hockey tournament, uh, uh, effectively an adult deck hockey tournament. And Emirates Mashmeyer, who is not only a, a, a goaltender for, um, you know, uh, PWHL Ottawa, but also uh, Hockey Canada, she actually was playing a, a skater role. She was not in net and had nice. some pretty nice moves. Uh, so <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I got to talk to Emily Clark a little bit about that. She said she's seen Emirates play, uh, you know, a skater positions, quote unquote, a few times. So she said, you never know. It's never too late to try something new. So I, I, we'll see if we get Love to see that. that. Yeah, so how fast you can go when you don't have pads. Yeah, right. Exactly. So if anything, I mean, probably very explosive without all that gear. So that was really exciting. Of course, there were also the other community events, uh, the learn to skate events. There was also a street hockey event where now retired uh, Soroya Tinker, who actually is taking on a, a DEI role with the PWHL. She was a part of that, but just overall really great. I also got to talk to Sarah Nurse and John Quell Jones on February 1st, first day of Black History Month, and both of them have island connections, so it was really hilarious talking to both of them. I mean, Sarah obviously is a hockey player. She's used to being cold, but John Quell Jones, not so much, but it was really great to hear them both talk about just being able to support other women's pro leagues. Also, Tessa Virtue, who is just a famed figure skater in Canada, was there as well as one of the celebrity coaches. So I think from that point of view, it was a really great event. And I'm looking forward to seeing if and how the PWHL specifically is involved in more activities at NHL tentpole events. Yeah, and John Quill Jones, of course, part of my New York Liberty uh, in the WNBA. I have to throw that in there. Oh, for sure. Well, I am a, a tried and true New Yorker. So yeah, you know that I had to get that in there. She also confirmed to me during NHL All-Star, which I thought was hilarious, that indeed she is returning to the New York Liberty. So we got that scoop over on the Locked on NHL podcast. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, I think, you know, for, for me, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more participation in the skills competition from the PWHL players. Um, I think that was missing a little bit. Um, I know they had um, some passing, like to set up one timers and stuff like that. But I, I feel like they could have integrated that a little bit more. Yeah. And and it, it's interesting that you mentioned that because first of all, I, I mean, I was at skills and all-star last year and this year, and I, I just get a little dizzy. <laughs> I feel like if the events themselves aren't changing, then the names are changing. The concepts are changing. And I guess to some extent I get it, but also like, what are we doing fam? You know? And to that end, I mean, one of the greatest moments, obviously I'm biased. I always bring a women's hockey slant to everything. But one of the the greatest moments that came from Florida was Sarah Nurse putting on the Forsberg in the the skills, you know, in in skills, or I guess maybe it was three on three. Again, it was very confusing. Even the athletes in Florida, they were like, I don't know, we just started doing things and hope for the best. So I'm with you there. I, I think there's a lot of potential. I even spoke to some 
athletes. I spoke to Oliver Bjorkstrand, obviously, because I'm the host of Locked on Kraken, but also spoke to Robert Thomas from the St. Louis Blues. And, you know, they all are kind of keeping up. And Thomas, especially, I believe he said he's a Toronto native. So he's been keeping up with what's been happening in women's hockey in, in the area and super excited to involve the, the women hockey players. So I, I think it'll be, I hope I should say it'll be sooner rather than later. And I hope that the PWHL is able to find their own version of an all-star weekend. So even if we don't get it at the NHL all-star, we can find ways to, to get some more just celebrity action in women's hockey. Now, some neutral site games coming up in the PWHL. Talk to me about that and what it means. Yeah, Gil. So, I mean, I know I've talked before, especially shouting out UBS Arena because the New York team plays some of their games, four of their 12 home games at UBS Arena, which, of course, is also the home of the Islanders. And actually at All-Star, during the three-on-three showcase, the women's showcase, tickets opened up. They switched the February 16th game for PWHL Toronto versus, uh, I believe it's Montreal. Uh, that was set to be at Mattamy, which is the old Maple Leaf Gardens, where the first ever NHL All-Star game um, ever held. I actually didn't know that history of that. It was kind of, um, it was a benefit for an injured player. That was kind of cool. I learned that while I was in Toronto. Anyway, the the PWHL moved their game from Mattamy to Scotiabank Arena, and they actually sold that game out. So I guess it's a neutral site because the PWHL Toronto team doesn't play there regularly, but it's definitely not a neutral city. But there is actually going to be a weekend of events where the PWHL is going to be at neutral site arenas, including Motor City, that's right, the Detroit Red Wings and uh, Little Caesars Arena, and of course, PPG Paints Arena. Now, um, Detroit has hosted women's events before, I believe the Rivalry Series, and Pittsburgh has hosted multiple women's hockey events for the NWHL slash PHF for the PWHPA. There was that year that four nations got canceled. And so team USA and team Canada actually had a joint training camp and then exhibition in Pittsburgh. They were actually at the practice facility for all of the aforementioned um, events. There was even an NCAA event um, and tournament that Pittsburgh hosted. So not surprised by Pittsburgh at all, really not surprised by Detroit at all. And I think you're starting to see that they're trying to congest the middle a little bit, um, you know, because you've got Minnesota and then everybody else for the most part is on the East coast. So I do think that these showcases are an opportunity to broaden the reach of the PWHL, maybe even um, testing out markets. But as far as I'm concerned, the Pittsburgh market really doesn't need to be tested at this point, Rachel. No. Yeah, absolutely. You're right about all those events. I've gone to several of them in the Pittsburgh area and um, it's always very successful. It's always well attended. And I absolutely would be shocked if Pittsburgh wasn't amongst the first expansion teams uh, announced. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a good time. And I think also what we're seeing with some of the numbers, Gil, that we've seen in attendance, and that's why the move from Mattamy to Scotiabank Arena is so huge, is that 
actually the Toronto team is doing great at selling out, but their sellouts are at, I don't know, maybe 2,300, somewhere around there. I think it's a, 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 a touch below 3K that they can actually fit um, safely <laughs> in Mattamy. So when we see these, whether it's a one-off like we see in Detroit and Pittsburgh or even at Scotiabank Arena, I think it's just showing that, again, something that we've known and something that the, the preceding leagues have also shown us that women's hockey was always ready to expand beyond six teams. I don't think the PWHL even needed to start with six teams, but my take on that is that a lot of people wanted to mirror, I suppose, the original six. Eh, I could go without it here or there. I'll also, in full disclosure, I have a podcast called The Founding Four, which, you know, <laughs> again, maybe I'm I'm not completely unbiased there. But it, the, listen, the, the original <laughs> six is a made up marketing construct. So, <laughs> well, and there you go. But it's very familiar, right, to, to hockey yes. fans. So I think that makes a lot of sense there. But um, I, I think it's going to be an exciting time for women's hockey. And that includes with the rivalry series coming up, we, we're starting to see players from the PWHL get their first licks with their national teams. Specifically, Rachel, I want to talk about Kareen Schroeder, who it was able to make the Rivalry Series roster for Team Canada. They actually just got the, the win in this next uh, Rivalry Series uh, kind of window over USA. I believe it was 4-2 to the other night. Um, but Kareen Schroeder, she didn't see action in net during that game. Um, but I do hope that that she gets a chance. But it is a big step that she is in net. She plays for PWHL New York. She got the first ever shutout in PWHL history. And, um, you know, I, I'm also eager to see how this impacts the the level of play and what we consider and who we consider when we're talking best on best. Um, but Kareen and her team, Rachel, they're they're in a little bit of a bind here. They're they're not they quite, are yeah, they're not quite top three. It's a six, you know, original six. So there's six teams. They're they're in they're in that fifth spot. Now Toronto was able to leapfrog a little bit, got a big win at Mattamy right after um, NHL All-Star Weekend, but Minnesota and Montreal are at the top of the table, 17 points and 15 points respectively, Montreal ahead of Minnesota. Uh, Boston, Toronto, and New York congested with 11 points in the standings, and then Ottawa um, in that 10 spot, and a lot of that is um, just not being able to get uh, wins in regulation, especially in the way the PWHL point system works. <laughs> it's a long, it's a long points system. Um, you know, getting, being able to get those points even in overtime really makes a difference. Yeah, man. What does Ottawa got to do to get an overtime win? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's I don't know. Struggle. It's it's kind of it's it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I cover the Seattle Kraken, so not like I know what that feels like. But um, <laughs> yeah, here's hoping. I think it's it's just again we said that it was a sprint to start the season, and effectively the first season itself is also a sprint. While you're learning, it's basically like every team is an expansion team. So the coaches, I still think it's a little odd. PWHL New York, that some of the coaches and GMs are, are openly saying, yeah, well, you know, I never really watched any of my players before they were on the roster. So uh, yeah, we'll see. And I'm like, mm, these are like Olympians. Maybe you should, I don't know, 
watch a YouTube video. But um, (laughs) (laughs) so I think anyway, all of that to say, there's still a lot of growing pains and we've heard it from Ella Shelton. We've heard it from uh, Savannah Harmon, who I mentioned got the hat trick in the NHL all-star showcase. The team that's able to get their chemistry together quickly is certainly going to surge ahead at the top of the table early. Now, is are those going to be the teams that are going to be in good position for the playoffs at the end of the season? Well, I guess we got to watch the games to find out. Yeah, and should be interesting as this season progresses. Great to see this league coming together and, and growing right before our eyes. Erica, thank you so much and looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. Feel better. Thank you. Thank you so much. And anyone interested in some behind the scenes or some of the interviews from NHL All-Star Weekend, make sure you're checking out uh, the Locked On NHL shorts because we'll have some uh, bonus content for you there. Today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and the matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with quality candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info, claim as of Q1 2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. So busy weekend coming up in the NHL, but no surprise, not a lot of games on Sunday with the Super Bowl. Gee, I I wonder why. (laughs) Real shocker. Uh, Three games on tap tonight. And we start with the Pittsburgh Penguins, the team we mentioned, with uh, some games in hand in Minnesota to take on the Wild. Yeah, that's going to be a huge game for the Pens because, like we said, they got to start racking up some points and got to see where they are leading up to the trade deadline. And, yeah, I think it is going to be a big one for them, especially on the road. Oilers have a chance to get back on the winning side of things. They are in Anaheim. Yeah, I think that's a really good game for them to have on the schedule (laughs) coming off that first loss in a while. Um, Real good opportunity for them there. Now on Saturday, busy schedule, a lot of afternoon games, starting with St. Louis and Buffalo. Yeah, I think that, you know, St. Louis is a team that has to keep up 
with uh, the rest of their division right now. And um, obviously, well, maybe not obviously to some, but I think obviously to me, you know, they have a a stronger shot at making the playoffs than the Sabres do. And so there's going to be a lot of motivation there. I'm very intrigued by this Canucks Red Wings matchup just because that that tough loss that the Canucks uh, had that we talked about earlier in the show um, going into Detroit to try and get back on the horse is not an easy assignment. No, it is not. The Red Wings playing some very good hockey as of late. And if you're the Canucks, you don't want this road trip to start unraveling. So big game for both teams. Yeah, absolutely. And the aforementioned Washington Capitals that we talked about are, you know, are really struggling. And their next game is up in Boston against the Bruins like that. That's going to be a tough one for them as well. It is. And, uh, you know, not an easy way to end your losing streak if you're facing the Boston Bruins in Boston. I love this next game. Uh, Six o'clock Eastern time, an Eastern Conference, Western Conference matchup, the Avalanche and the Panthers. Yeah, two of the top teams, um, you know, across conferences. We just saw that with the Boston-Vancouver game. I think this has a similar energy to it. The Devils and the Carolina Hurricanes. Hurricanes quietly climbing the standings lately. Yeah, they're chasing the Rangers right now and with a lot of purpose. And we just talked about the Devils that are, you know, they have a lot of runway, but, you know, can they take advantage of it? The Maple Leafs and Senators getting together. That's always a nice rivalry. And the Senators are also playing a little bit better as of late. Yeah, I'm not sure they're playoff worthy, but I think, you know, it's always a big game uh, between Toronto and Ottawa. So it should be fun regardless. How about your Flyers hosting the Seattle Kraken? Yeah, I think, you know, the Flyers being in one of the most games played in the NHL, um, I think that, you know, they got to win every single one of these in order to maintain their position with all these other teams, you know, clawing to get back up there. The Pittsburgh Penguins visiting the Winnipeg Jets. Can the Jets get back on track? That, you know, I I think the one thing that the Jets have going for them in this game is that the Pens will be on the second half of a back-to-back. And, you know, especially when they have to do it on the road. So they'll be traveling um, and coming in for that second game. And and I think this is a real good opportunity for the Jets to get a W. And the late game, the Edmonton Oilers on a back-to-back in L.A. against the Kings, who are trying desperately to get their footing again under a new coach. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I feel like with this team, anything could happen. And, you know, other teams this season have had some success with a coaching change, but I don't know with this Kings team. It just feels different. It does. It does. Something has just gone wrong lately, and hopefully, if you're a Kings fan, they can find their way back to winning hockey two games on Sunday both of them matinees the Blues in Montreal to take on the Canadiens yeah I think that you know having both of these games on Sunday involve Canadian teams makes a lot of sense given what else is going on in this one but still I think you know if you're looking for something to do before the other big game uh, watching Blues Canadians or Canucks Caps is a good option 
Absolutely. Well, that is going to do it for us. I want to thank Erica L. Ayala for joining us and uh, having our bi-weekly women's hockey spotlight. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. Rachel, have a great weekend and uh, enjoy the big game on Sunday if you are going to watch it. And uh, should be some great hockey between now and then as well. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe and thanks for listening to and watching the Locked On NHL podcast.